Ninja! 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 To the Daily Gun Show, coming in live each each week nay each weeknight at midnight uh, Eastern. That's 9 p.m. Pacific or thereabouts. When we talk about guns for about an hour, got a couple of our hosts in here and some uh, regular co-hosts. We got Angelina jumping in from California. Thanks for joining. Hello from California. We got Snuggy jumping in from Michigan. Thanks for jumping in. Hey, how's everyone doing tonight? We got Dead Horse jumping in from Utah. Howdy. And Clover jumped in from his show in Texas. Yeah, long time no see. Yep, thanks for jumping in. I'm down here in Tucson. We're kind of all over the country except for the far east coast. And maybe one day we'll get Florida's or one of the Connecticut people back in. Um, it's Thursday, so on the show we like to talk about training and that kind of thing. However, I don't have anything in the schedule today aside from our gun shop, so we can uh, kind of wing it. I don't think we do have one piece of gun history here. I guess, but otherwise we can uh, just take the topics where we want. Um, I guess anybody have anything? Uh... I got something that happened today as far as like podcasts are concerned. Um, the Ted Nugent was on the Joe Rogan podcast today. Okay. And uh, I'm about halfway through it. I actually um, only got about halfway through, but it's pretty good so far. I mean, he's you know, wild and amped up like normal, but not like as crazy as like when he was on Pierce Morgan and just made everyone look stupid. So, uh, I don't know. It's a pretty good, pretty good show. If you want to check that out, they're mostly talking bow hunting and stuff, but a little bit of guns here and there, a little bit of politics, but I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Rogan is Rogan's big into archery. Yeah, he is. What, what I like about Rogan, just he's, I want to say almost like libertarian as far as politically speaking, but he just, he's his own thing, you know, big meathead MMA dude, comedian, pot smoker, bow hunter, like gun owner, like, wait, what, what category do you put this dude in? Oh, I know the just regular Joe category. Like he's, he's just his own person. And I like that. He doesn't get tied up in us versus them and blah, 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 all that kind of crap talks to interesting people, even if he disagrees with them a little bit, you know, friends with Alex Jones and has, you know, professors and stuff on it, like scientists on his show. Like he goes everywhere. But the Ted Nugent one's been pretty good so far. And I also watched earlier today, uh, Ghost from Ghost Tactical was on Hank Strange show. And that was a pretty good podcast as well. Nice. I have something to add. Um, so I put an auction on 24-7, what's it called? 24-7gunshow.com. And uh, 
the hell? Oh, uh, sorry. I'm, like, distracted. Anyway, so I put an auction up there. It's for a license plate with a gun channels G on it. And all the proceeds go to gun channels to help uh, keep everything going. And uh, someone told me that if you are the winner, you get a bunch of other shit with it. So there's enough, some little motivation for you. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So it's basically a license plate made out of metal. You did like the Arizona flag, whatever. Like we got the blue with the rays coming above it, but instead of the, the star or whatever they have, you did the gun channels G. That was a type of process where it's like printed onto a, what do you call it, like a medium, and then that is put on top of the metal, and then you smash it under heat and pressure, right? And it kind of bonds to the metal. And yeah, it's dye sublimation. It's dye sublimation. So it's. Uh... I mean, it's on there. It's not a sticker. It's, like, dyed into the surface layer, I guess. Um, and everything about it is made in America. Cool. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, that was sort of a test run to see if the machine was working for another project. So I appreciate that. And then you're taking the uh, test here that was successful and uh, offering it to anybody. So... I don't know. There's Arizona people. Otherwise, the Arizona flag looks kind of cool. There's red, white, or red and gold across the top, and then uh, red and yellow across the top, and then blue across the bottom. And uh, I don't know. I guess I use it just in the van, one like that in the van. But uh, if you don't have a law about your front license plate, I guess you can put it on your car. How many of y'all have laws that you have to have state front license plate? Angelina? Yes. Yep. Clover? Yeah, you know, believe it or not, we do. And I've been driving without one since we went to Tulsa in November. Remember I told you that I hit that pig on the way to Tulsa? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had all the front license plate since then. I haven't got pulled over, so I had worried about it. Maggie, Michigan? No, we, we do not have front license plates. Yeah, I grew up, and I thought that was a thing, because obviously you can back in, and then the police would have to get out of their car to find you or whatever. But obviously there's not that many, you know, dangerous criminals running around when they find them by their license plates because somehow Arizona doesn't even give you a second license plate. And uh, it's great because, number one, we don't have two things to worry about and nobody pays attention to their front license plate. So I think a criminal is going to take a front license plate off of somebody's car and use it for a while before they figure out, you know, potentially use it for a while where uh, we don't even have them. So there's only one license plate to keep track of. It's pretty obvious when you're missing your license plate so people are more aware of it. I think it's got to save us money, right? Plus, it gives us that chance to put whatever we want on the front of the car. Yeah, you know, that's uh, but Michigan's the same way as far as they won't even give you a second one. Um, it's kind of a side story, but my uh, uncle works for a construction company. They do, like, bridges and overpasses and all that kind of stuff. And they were working on the bridge to Canada. Well, as soon as you cross, like, through the turnstile or whatever and, like, go onto the bridge... You have to come back through customs and everything, even though you never, they never even went to Canada, but like, you know, the border patrol doesn't know that. Like they just know, oh, here's a construction truck or whatever. And the, the security guard, or not security guards, the actual um, oh, Homeland Security or whatever, uh, those people were like, you need like license plates on the front of your truck. Cause I mean, they've been seeing these guys every single day, same crew, like they still have their passports and all that stuff. But you know, they kind of, oh, wave at him. Hey, John, what's up? It's you again. Like, they know they're not bad guys or whatever. So they were like, if 
you know, they didn't want to have to get out to look at the license plates. Like, you need front license plates. So my uncle goes to the Secretary of State. It's like, can I get, like, copies of the my work truck license plates? You know, tells them the whole story. And I said, no, we, we can't make up, like, new license plates for you or whatever. Because I guess they're thinking you could put them on two separate trucks. And they'd be like, oh, you only paid for one sticker and you have two work trucks or whatever. Oh, that's smart. Anyways, so what, what he did is, uh, I don't want to say this, but he... He basically took a picture of the license plate and like laminated it and put it behind one of those like plastic covers and everything. So it looks like a real one, but until you look real close and then it worked like a charm and they stopped getting harassed by the customs. But they only used it for that job. Then obviously they just threw them away, but I don't know. I think it's a stupid, stupid regulation anyway. Cause I mean, it's not like they're going to be able to read that front license plate if they pass you and you're speeding or whatever. And you turn around and, and they're going to be behind you as they pull you over anyway. And there's no light on that license plate, not at night anyway. So yeah, they, they use them for cameras so that they can clock you and take a picture of the front of your car and have your plate. Well, I figured it's for when you go to a parking lot. So if you back in, they know, you know, what the license plate is, no matter what. Toll roads too. Okay. Multiple uses for the infringement of a second license plate. Yeah, sounds like the definitely statist attitude to have a second place. Anyway, so yeah, appreciate the the effort, and uh, yeah, it's always appreciated. Uh, we were chatting in in Clover's chat before. Um, you know, our platforms that we're building ourselves. I mean, you know, everybody on gun channels. It's me. It's Clover. It's Night Strike. It's uh, Dano. You know, it's Al. Like we're the people that go under the hood and work on stuff, and we're the people who are gathering all the dollars that, or I guess, twelve dollars that come in, and pay the servers, and there's nothing left over, and you know we're managing to make it into uh, an effort that accomplishes something. So we do appreciate the people that are uh, participating in in all different ways on gun channels, and um, uh, but I guess uh, Night Strike could definitely use some more assistance over there. He doesn't bitch and moan about it, and I'm getting up. I feel like I should be for him because uh, $33 a month. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Look over, let's take a quick look over at Patreon because this gets under my cross sometimes. Uh, he's willing to put his actual numbers out here. So he's got 15 people, 33 bucks. I'm right here a buck, so I'm not a big spender, and I'm definitely throwing stones, right? But... Um, 33 bucks. That's crazy. So go check out some of the other uh, Patreon people out there that are putting out entertainment, you know, and I have no problem with entertainment, but got night strikes, building infrastructure, stuff that costs server money, stuff that costs him time. He was kind of laughing it off that he'd like to take a vacation. He isn't taking any vacation. He can't go anywhere. He doesn't have staff. You know, I mean, I've been doing this for a while. I can go on the road and do most of my stuff remotely because I built it that way and I pay for it. He doesn't have the money to pay for that and he doesn't you know he doesn't he's not been doing it that long so he's he does he's he's stuck at home making 33 bucks a month to keep gun channels going that or gun tube going that's a massive commitment so uh i'm just gonna keep petitioning people not to throw money in there i mean i'm sure the 15 people watching this show right now are already supporting night strike but let's do our you know little effort to to uh what do you call it get the word out there i was just playing around with the cartoons the other day and uh, did that one with uh, Clover behind the gun tube logo. Hope that's cool with everybody. Just to uh, kind of have another, because I figure if somebody takes a look at that cartoon and goes, "Oh, cool," then they go, "Hey, what's he looking? What's he standing in front of there?" All right. I would put I put that up on like Gun Streamer and you know kind of spreading that thing around, see if the cartoons catch some eyeballs or what. 
right? But yeah, 33 bucks a month. You can run a website off that, totally. Oh, yeah. Video Wix. hosting website? Yeah, that's, uh, that's all YouTube ever makes. Yeah, seven bucks. Anyway, we'll quit bitching about that and dig into something else. Uh, we don't really have anything else in the schedule, so I should say the letter I. Because I haven't said the letter I yet. And then, oh, this video. I should have just kept screen sharing. So I do have this video listed here, and I don't know why I picked today. But here's a three-minute video that I think, I don't know if somebody remembers who posted this. I want to th think Tina, but it might be somebody else. I uh, posted this on the main page a while back. It's a three-minute video. And, uh, let's watch it. I've also been a part of the Maryland Rifle Club and Maryland State Rifle Team since I was 11. We shoot semi-automatic AR-15s, and um, my personal rifle is a Bushmaster. Because of this, I have become eligible for various shooting scholarships around the country to a wide array of even the most prestigious colleges that have shooting teams. Achieving stricter gun control laws would obliterate any opportunity I could have had to attend a decent college on a shooting scholarship. Ever since I first learned how to shoot, the issue with gun violence around the nation became clear. Guns are not the problem. People are. Purging our society of violence and murder cannot be done through gun, con gun control legislation. By signing this legislation, you are not signing away gun violence, but instead liberating American citizens of our constitutional rights. You are not eliminating guns for society, but eliminating our ability to protect our lives, liberty, and pursuits of happiness. Chicago, Illinois has had some of the strictest gun control laws in, in America enacted for the past few years, and it is currently more than twice as likely for you to be killed in Chicago as in the Afghani war. For the past 11 years and four months in the Afghani war, 2,166 people have been killed. Now in only eight years in Chicago, 4,265 people have been killed and 3,371 of them were from being shot. Is that really something we want to model our state laws after? Now even of those 3,371, only 37 were killed with a rifle, which is barely 1%. 98% were killed with a handgun, so creating, a gun con so creating gun control legislation that targets assault rifles has statistically proven to only weed out less than 1% of the problem if you're lucky. I'd also like to point out that none of the guns used in the Chicago shootings were registered or licensed to the people who use them, thus even further proving that simply restricting guns will not stop criminals from using them, nor will restricting guns stop criminals from harming others in general. On December 14th of 2012, the same day as the Sandy Hook shooting, in central China, a man stabbed 22 children and one adult. Guns are not needed for mass murder, and robbing American citizens of our rights to own them won't solve anything. You must also consider the fact that the majority of gun violence occurs in low-income neighborhoods. Raising the overall cost of owning a gun through higher licensing and registration fees denies the ability of low-income individuals to protect themselves against the crime focused in the areas they live in. Passing this legislation would be discriminating against these lower-income individuals who are actually at a higher risk of being victimized in crimes. To abolish or severely limit the right of the Maryland residents as a whole to bear arms, which is the intent of the proposed legislation, is to essentially defeat the purpose of our own U.S. Constitution. The entire foundation of the United States was formed on the principle that the government, our government, is a government of the people, for the people, by the people, and taking away the people's right to bear arms is taking away the people's power in the government. The Second Amendment, which grants the citizens the right to secure their natural rights, is a backbone of our democratic society. I hope you all consider these points as you go to vote on this or any other gun control bills. What do you think of that? 
Mic drop. Mic drop. Seriously. It may be a little fast. Like, she whipped through it, but I imagine she had a time restraint or whatever. She was trying to be polite to other people when she's a kid. But, wow. What awesome points. And that's tough. She, it was three minutes. And, like I say, it would probably be four minutes if she was go a little slower. But uh, it's tough to keep valid points and not just be reciting rhetoric or regurgitating talking points, right? I think those were, like, really freaking well presented like little nuggets to um to throw at a i guess a panel that was deciding on more infringements i guess in by a little girl i mean yeah. that was yeah but with the with the programs you got to realize this too and it's not taking anything away from her but with the programs she mentioned at the very first that she was involved in she's used to two things she's used to speaking and she's used to speaking about firearms presenting yeah to get the the scholarships and to keep up her grades and stuff yeah she's obviously a good student well that, that's the thing i was going to say that I, I liked about that was opening with the the anecdotal part of i shot guns and now i have a scholarship if i never had those guns to begin with like i wouldn't have the scholarship like that was a nice little personal touch and yeah. then getting into you know some of the stuff about hey chicago has gun control laws and they have bad crime. Maybe we should look at different things, you know, and then all the other, the, the knifing and the handgun and the, like all the stuff that why not to ban AR-15s. And yeah, I thought that was, that was very well done of condensing a lot of information into a short amount of time. And you're right. They definitely are on the clock. She took it. She took it from this affects me to this affects a city, to this affects the country, to this affects the world. Right. Yeah, really. Yeah, that's it. You know, one of the other things that, that reminded me of, and I'm not sure, well, it's got to be on his YouTube or whatever, but when Cycle Camp also spoke in front of one of those things, and he had his little two-minute spiel, and then they opened up to questions, and it, I think it was about a 20-minute video of them asking some questions and him answering stuff, and that's... That's what that reminded me of was like, hey, that's I've seen other people do that. It's like, well, camp someone I know. So that was kind of cool. But he does a great job doing that kind of stuff. So I think that's just that's encouraging of, uh, you know, for everyone, if we're going to be a grassroots, uh, you know, of rights, you know, protecting your rights, kind of, you know, every second matters, all that kind of stuff. But, uh, like, encouraging people to go speak in front of one of those. I've never done that. I I would like to. I'd like to think that I'd be able to write a little couple-minute speech that isn't just shouting at the moon. But uh, I don't know. I've never done it yet. So it's one of those things. You know, I think we, we should all – that should be, like, a, a New Year's resolution kind of thing in the middle of, uh, you know, July is about to start. You got half a year left. July 1st resolution. Go speak at your state level thing for, or even city level, whatever. Um, you know, go up there and, and speak your mind. We a uh, good challenge. I'm going to challenge myself to do that. We'll see what happens. We've got the Every Second Matters, right? So you can use that to maybe every month see if there's a tweak to it. So it doesn't have to be wrote it once and there it is, but write it and tweak it and, you know, see what lands and what's not working like if a comedian was coming up with a routine right you can 
present it and see what kind of response you get and listen to it. Smooth it up, change it around. Like Clover said, and maybe put some logical progression to it so that there's some order and it you know makes sense to everybody who's listening because it's going to be a lot of bullet points probably. Right. Well, so yeah, I guess definitely to our gun shop today. Every day we we do the show on the daily. So we're coming up on this is episode 599. So we're going to do episode number 600 tomorrow. We've missed a couple now. There was a long time we could say we never missed a show, but whatever we missed a couple of shows uh but pretty much 600 and yeah we're leaving it at that if anybody wants to challenge us with uh, numbers then feel free but uh um, but first go back and watch every single one in yeah. its entirety before you challenge that there's not 600 of them but uh we'll uh, do something for that today we're um I don't know what I was getting at. We've done 600 shows because we do a show daily and we do the show daily so that we can talk about a gun shop every day and today it's GAT Guns, uh, G-A-T, and it is in, outside of Illinois, or outside of Chicago in Illinois, and um, been there for a long time, and uh, we've done a review of this one before. It's a neat shop, and this time I'll add to it, you can go just go watch the other review and this video that doesn't exist if you want, uh, and then there's pictures in here. But I'm going to just kind of focus on, since I did the first review of this, which would have been you know sometime after September of last year when I visited it, um, looks like it was September 10th of last year. Um, oh, that's the day. This is the afternoon that the transmission died on the van. So uh, anyway, this uh, I've been aware of them now for a year, and I thought they've done a really cool job on Instagram. They've got, uh, looking at the shop here, uh, that building up front we were just looking at, it's a two-floor place. So right off the bat, it's a two-story tall gun shop. That's not very many of them. And it's big. It's a really big building. Uh, lots of what do you call showroom space i guess there's stuff like this like just extra space in that building because it is so large to just have hey here's a display of gatling guns that aren't for sale but you know it's kind of cool to look at big giant stuffed full-size bear mount you know your little kid something like that is pretty neat to be able to see inside of a store so plenty of room for that kind of stuff but then just tons of room for showroom uh, they have like entire lines of the various firearms and stuff um, many lanes, I forget off the top of my head, and maybe it says in our review here how many lanes they have, but it was it was substantial. And um, uh, let's say it's a classroom that can hold 100 people. So again, that's pretty big. And what's cool about it is their their uh, Instagram feed is pretty fun. It's uh, every once in a while, it's one of the employees kind of doing something on like a personal thing, a little inside joke or a you know nudge at a customer or something or something funny that happened in a class. Other times it's just like, hey, this model's on sale, and uh, they'll put little, you know, whatever the little gifts, gifts or whatever they're called on Instagram, a little, uh, you know, stuff that you can kind of stick on top of a picture, and they'll just have some fun with it. And uh, anyway, I'm thinking of all the shops I watch, there's plenty of them that just only tell you about sales, or maybe some of them that are just kind of slapping around and having fun on the Instagrams. Uh, this one, I think, does a pretty good blend of both. And I suspect it's one of the reasons they're probably as successful as they are for so long, is they probably have a you know good uh, crew and people that are savvy. I don't know if you guys uh, have particularly seen this particular one, but if you've seen any other shops on the Instagram or there shops that are doing a particularly good job on the social medias, we could chat about that. I don't know. I don't really follow shops on instagram 
All the ones around Maybe here, are pretty, they're pretty backwoods. They don't <laughs> they don't do a lot on social media. Good idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna look for my local one right now. See if I can find it. Oh, relatively, he's talking about how uh, he went to the range. Was that today? I lose track when I go to sleep at eight in the morning and wake up in the afternoon because it's you know days. I, think I believe that was today. Yeah, it seems like it was this morning, I guess. But uh, he was saying that uh, he met uh, a range master, range officer, or whatever. That was a younger girl, and um, uh, then he's saying that they asked if the range had any stickers or patches that they could buy, and they said they want to but can't afford them. They don't have any at the moment. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah, like Pat said, maybe we should send Angelina uh, or send a card or something. Do you have like a like a welcome package or like a, something like that, Angelina, that you send out to people? Maybe like some sample stickers or like a price sheet or something. Sick of this. All right. Well, so guess not. Nope. So move <laughs> on to the gun history. I thought I had a cool new gun history thing that nice or that uh, dead horse gave me, but uh, for some reason it's two thousand and five, and I don't know how to get it flipped over the. Today. It's still the same date, so don't worry about the, you know, okay. the year. You know, the date's still the same, so you just click on the day and the month. You know, that's still the same. So, yeah, I I went and looked at that. Don't even worry about the year. All right, so we got uh, a whole bunch of cool stuff. Then, yeah. So thanks for this one. This one's uh, called like military and uh, military history. So it's way cooler uh, events than the other one. They just had a bunch of weird stuff. Uh, so let's say, in 1451, an eclipse occurred that allegedly prevented the outbreak of war between the Mohawk and Seneca Indians. That's interesting. I wonder what the story is behind that. Uh, there's something to do with the gods or something. I guess. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Or like, this was an omen or something. 1776, today, June 28, 1776. Jefferson's document was placed before the Congress after some minor changes by Adams and Franklin, and that's where we get the painting from John somebody or another. So it must be the painting where they're setting down the Constitution in front of everybody. Um, I should probably read this before because there's a lot of reading in this one. A lot of boat stuff. I'm not Navy, so I'm not reading all this boat stuff. Um, a Confederate band makes a daring capture of a commercial vessel. Does that mean like literally a marching band or is that just a, like a bunch of people? It'd be kind of funny if a marching band was just like, screw it, let's take over that boat real quick. <laughs> we're, we're military too, right? Like, <laughs> we're all soldiers. I met a guy in the band when I was a kid and um, they it was interesting. And I don't know if this is the same forever or whatever but this kid I met was a trumpet player and he was in shape or whatever he was just a kid out of high school but um he was saying that in the band it's like if you're good the army will come to you and say we want you in the band and then you're in the army like you don't you go to basic but just to learn how to march and stuff and then you're in the army like they don't make you go through all that regular basic so I didn't get into it too long. I think I was waiting to talk to a doctor or something. He was waiting to talk to somebody else. So we were just kind of bullshitting to waste time. But um, 
I got the impression that, yeah, if you're a good musician, then you're in the army, period. And I don't know if they get training in like our, uh, guns and whatnot. So, a little interesting tidbit. I don't know if anybody knows anything else about so, army band. Yeah, that's, I, uh, I had a, a drum teacher when I was first learning. So I was, you know, a kid and he was an old dude and he, he kind of went the opposite way of, he was in the military I think it was army, but whatever it was, um, like went through all the stuff and then was like, got into the band after. So he already, he had all the weapons training and all like all of the stuff. And instead of like shipping out, I'm trying to think he, he must've been old enough for Vietnam, but, uh, yeah, cause that would've been like my dad's age or whatever, maybe even Korea. Cause he was old. I don't know, but he like legit was like, they were getting ready to like, send me overseas and I got into the band instead and then was able to do all the parades and all the stuff. Was Isn't one of the movies, or am I crazy? Was one of the movies, like, the dude plays a trumpet or something and they go, hey, you know how to play the trumpet? You're in the band now. Or something like that. Are you talking about Glenn Miller or Harry James? I'm thinking of a maybe a black and white war movie that I saw, and it was just like everybody's kind of farting around, and the one guy starts to play a trumpet because back in the day they didn't always have radios, right? They play music themselves, and then right. somebody's like, "Oh, you're good," and then the next thing you know, the guy's in the band. But I might be thinking of a TV show or something too. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Not sure what you're thinking of on that one. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's interesting. Um, let's see. There's all kinds of interesting little stuff in here that isn't really gun stuff, but tons of military stuff. Wow, this is a really cool website, dude. Okay, here's a good one. In 1916, well, maybe it's not, but in 1969, after several days of fighting around a U.S. Special Forces base at Ben Hut, a 15-man, or 1,500-man South Vietnamese force began new sweeps of the area. U.S. forces remain in an advisory role and supply only air and artillery support. U.S. command considers the Ben Hut campaign a test of the ability of South Vietnamese forces to stand up to the North Vietnamese in Viet Cong. That's kind of cool. It was like, well, tra training wheels are off, guys. Go get them. 1,500 South Vietnamese. How many Green Berets were there? Seven. It's 12, always 12. But yeah, just 12. And they could probably deal with a couple more than that. But, um... So President Nixon announced that no more Japanese will be sent to Vietnam unless they volunteer. That was 1972. I technically could have been drafted then. Because I was born before all that. Luckily, I didn't get drafted as a baby. Lucky for Vietnam. Um, well, how about this one? 1976, the first woman entered the U.S. Air Force Academy. That's crazy that that was in 76. Air Force Academy, though, so it didn't even exist until, like, the 40s or something, but still, yeah, 30 years later. Well, they must have needed stewardesses. I think she was, not only was, I think that uh, she was the first female, she was uh, um, also the first uh, minority female, if I remember right. So, like, she actually, like, was the first at a couple things. Right on. And, of course, the academy is where you make officers at. So, I mean, she was an officer when she came out. Yeah. Well, isn't, I think she's like a flight school instructor now. So she's like, a, like I think she still, she still is doing that. She's like, a, she's teaching pilots now. 
Yeah, haven't you seen Top Gun? How awesome is this? So there is a section here for, for this um, date, right? And this one is, I picked June 28th. Is that the right date? Uh, yes, yes, yes that's right. Yeah. right date for us in Arizona. At yeah. the bottom of this list, it goes all the way from 19, what was it, 17, 1451 with that eclipse, right? Then it went to 1776, and then it zips all the way through, just tons and tons of stuff until you get to 2004. Then it has Congressional Medal of Honor citations for actions taken on this day. So they go ahead is to recognize and cite the story of each of the people that were uh, or were given the Medal of Honor. And that's pretty neat. I don't know if anybody's ever done it. When I was in school, kids, little kids' school, and they would send you to the library. I don't know if that's a thing anymore. They would send you to the library, and it would be like, go figure out a book. Go find a book and read it. And it was like an effort to learn how to work the system at the library or whatever. And my thing would I go, I didn't, I just knew where this book was. I would just go straight to the Congressional Medal of Honor book. And it's like a blue book. It's like as thick as a phone book. And it's just the accounts of everybody who's ever been awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor. And it's amazing to read because it's amazing stuff. So this is neat. This is uh, on this website. And we'll start putting the link to this website on the, the notes of the show so that people can get to it. Uh, but there's there's a lot to read here. So I'm not going to be able to read them today. If it was just one, I would. Uh, but we have three people who uh, were awarded the uh, Congressional Medal of Honor, which is the highest award we can give. Wow. Pretty cool. So I'm not going to try reading them because then I'll get sidetracked, but uh, pretty cool. Thanks, Dead Horse, for the uh, tip on that better. Yeah, I've been using that for years. It actually uh, is on the desktop of my computer. Like, that's what I, every single day it shows the new day. So, and then I can, like, right from the desktop, I can just look at the, you know, what happened in history and then. <laughs> So it's pretty neat. All right. Well, we've kind of just been playing it by ear. We're, I don't know, I think we started late because of Clover, but uh, we're probably around an hour. Is there anything else we wanted to talk about? We kind of, we didn't hit a movie today yet. Anybody see I think we missed the Instagram thing from yesterday. I didn't know if you were going to touch on that today. Or... You all want to try digging into hashtag Daily Gun Show? Can you handle that on a Thursday? Wrong day. What? We can give it a try. We're talking about doing the hashtag Daily Gun Show right now. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I'm good with it. Night strike in here? What? Huh? Wait, I'm confused. I'm confused. So not be infringed. We're up to 3011. So not quite 311, but 3011, and now we're screen capturing. So we'll go through and see where the hell. Quit trying to log in. Go through and see. We don't have any new ones. These are all from before, right? No. Most recent. <laughs> we're gonna have some interesting ones today. This is Joe's. <laughs> Keep going. This is Dead Horses. We had this one last time. And we yeah. Had, and, you know, we had, yeah, we had that one last time. I think we even had this uh, Smeggy getting all excited because of Joe Rogan, his, his new friend Joe Rogan that he hangs out with on his podcast. Now. Oh, yeah. No, dude, and, and Austin Peterson. That was the important part is within a short amount of time, Austin Peterson and Joe Rogan liked my shit and, and commented. 
who's this other guy then? Angry hate cutter. Who's this guy? I have no idea. He followed me right after Austin Peterson. This two minutes before Joe, my new best friend. So Steadley gets in a fight with Joe Rogan on the freaking thing. Like he comments on my thing, and then he's like, "Oh, is that the same one you got your account hacked or whatever?" Like, dude, don't be a dick. Ruined I don't it. know if that's true or not, but don't don't be mean to my new best friend Joe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, so I guess we're going to. Dude, this my one. Instagram's all over the place. I got stuff from four days ago, and then stuff from April, and then stuff from June fifteenth. Like, is it not in order anymore? What the hell's going on? No, not even close. It's not even like the most the things they think are the most important to you in order. It's just like you say, an hour ago, fifteen minutes ago, four days ago, an hour ago, eight days ago, just makes no rhyme or reason. And then you'll go refresh or whatever. You go back into the app, and it'll be like a new picture, same picture you've seen, a new picture, six pictures you've already seen in a row, a new picture, you know, four you've already seen. There's it's just garbage. They're trying to destroy its own their own platform. I think. Yeah. Certain. No, this is ridiculous. I got stuff from Dano in in February, and then I have one from Moon on June twenty first. And you're searching for the hashtag, or just on your own feed? No, on on the hashtag. Yeah, exactly. So even the searches they're being weird about. Now this one does say seven days ago. It's dead horse. Is is this after we were talking about your uh, carrying around the tourniquet or before? Uh, th- this was before. We, we talked about that. You you can follow hashtags? Yeah, that's a whole thing. Yep. I'm going to follow hashtag Daily Gun Show. And I think I figured it out. I didn't realize there was a top versus recent. So I think. Oh, okay. I, I take back my initial confusion. I was under, I was scrolling through the top post. Because it used to have like six of the top and then recent. And so I just scrolled down past the first couple. And then I thought I was good to go. But now it looks more in order. Okay. What the fuck is this all about? Is Daily Gun Show like the name of some fucking other thing and we're fucking getting hit by it? Or is this guy a fucking listener? Yeah, I'm not sure because he's got gay, Daily Gun Dose and Daily like Gun or whatever. So. When you're in the shower and you hear something, but you're it's your wife, not a burglar. Yeah. I always thought these are interesting because this one's Chinese. So I like to think about, you know, where they get this Chinese, I don't know, 1950s, 60s, KK with the Bakelite bag. Maybe. People pay big money for that here. What do we got here? Clay doing something? Oh, he was out shooting on the 26th? What day was the longest day of the year? 23rd? 21st? Seven days ago, so the 21st. Moon? Like that? Come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Re, uh, repost. Speaking of reposts. So regrand from auto loader. So all the same tags. And then let's see what this guy's doing. Do we know Ron Ray 267? I, I feel do. like I do. Yeah, I do. I know that guy. I know him pretty well. Thanks. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a good guy. Is he a reposter? Or are these yeah, he, yeah, he's a reposter, and he enters a lot of guns and stuff, and uh, he does have stuff of his own on there. You know, it's just that uh, he he, li- he likes gun pictures and stuff, so he does a lot, a lot of reposts, and uh, 
he's reposted my stuff and everyone else's stuff on gun channels and uh yeah he just likes good like nice picks right so thirty-five thousand posts that's nothing to sneeze at that's a lot of posts oh yeah there's 365 days in a year so that's a hundred a day you know how many years has he been doing this if he's been doing it for five years that's still 20 a day that's a lot of posts i don't care what anybody fucking says reposts are a little easier but there's still a lot of button pushing to do i suspect hottie's spending some amount of time every day just doing the repostings so we got uh that repost then we got sidearm society on all these berettas is this one of these new berettas that's around yep i don't know but it's moons is it moons yeah that's moons yeah look at the description he didn't put the little tag thing like all over the picture but in the description it's moon don't wait for that business where did moon put it oh right here on the hand he has a tattoo and then we got another joe to see micro uh, micro draco and then this weird thing with oh with adidas i like that oh i like that <clears throat> eh. oh these are so glowy that it freaked the shit out of me the first time i had opened the package and had it set in there and then i like turned off the lights later and i was like whoa I'm like oh it's a damn patch there's a lot of glowy in those came out lovely there's uh moon posted in this uh coin glove hybrid so let's take a second to talk about the gun channel's fifth year anniversary uh i'm looking for ideas for what to do as far as giant gala event this reminded me and uh if you got ideas email them to me at gunwebsites at gmail.com or let me know on gun channel somehow and uh looking for you know some ways to make it a fun extravaganza what is that extant defense i don't know what that means moon's gun it's all about moon's gun at least there's hottie posting it damn that adidas life though uh -huh. so what is this 357 maybe that's the hollow points then i was thinking that's like a 22 or something little i like that mug with the uh second amendment on it nice Get one of these mugs with that heat paint where it turns black or whatever and then turns white with the heat. And then you could like do some kind of video where you show that it's disappearing. Like, and here's another infringement. You know who can make that? <clears throat> what? You know who can make that? Who? Spreadshirt? Yeah. No, me. Really? You know how to make the mugs that change colors? Yep. Oh, snap. Uh, we got uh, Ape posting some pictures. His robots let him take some pictures that day, I guess. He has actually a big whole bunch of them in that series. Of course, we won't see him. I don't know if he tagged them all or not, but we're just not going to see everything in order, I guess. I guess. You think he did this one intentionally to get that same grip angle with the trees? Like That was probably a lot of work to raise that tree up and set it on another tree like that. That he could mimic the grip angle. It paid off though. There's more of that series. So many tourists. Thanks, uh, Smeggy and Angelina, for reposting that. Guess who has reposted it? YouTube. 
Oh, appreciate it. 100% of the reposting right here. Oh, sweet. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that uh, she posted it because I knew nothing of it until I saw that and was like, oh, I need one of these. And somehow, like you can see from my picture, it's, it says there's two backers. It said I was person number three. So I'm like, that's weird. Maybe someone did it and then canceled it or something. But <laughs> they're like, oh, wait a minute. These cards? No. Um, yeah, I have, I have no idea. But that thing is an awesome idea. I, I love your deck of cards. I will definitely have a complete set of all of them. Hey, guys. Thank you. This is uh, plastic ammo. You guys own any of this? Shot any of this? Have any of this? Seen any of this? Nope. Nope. I have not, but I, I like the idea of it if it ends up being cheaper and easier to make or whatever. Like, if it's it just holds up just as good or whatever, like, I'm all about innovation. Let's do it. Yeah, it's, if it works good, then cool. It's been oh, yeah. I hear everyone bad-mouthing it, like, before they've even tried it, right? Like, oh, no way, I want to trust that or whatever. And I think of it, it's just like shotgun shells, right? Shotgun shells didn't use the holes. They didn't used to be plastic. They were like brass and stuff, right? Like the early ones, they actually have like brass cases. So, you know, if it can work for a shotgun, I'm sure with even better yeah. polymer and plastic today, it could well, probably work with the center fire. They went, in, they went into all plastic though on shot shells at one time too. If you remember, the primer was the only thing that was metallic. Yeah, I've got something like that. Just really thick plastic at the base and they have that kind of like waffle shape underneath to hold the primer. Yeah. Uh, I've got it looks a, like the bottom of that polymer is all steel, or like probably a, some sort of steel, right? Like a steel case that like goes up inside the base. It's a steel kind of insert, I guess, or it's molded around the steel rim. So it's the part, the primer pocket and the rim are metal, and the rest of it is well. The ones I have, I think, might even see a bit of metal here. But they would give these away starting in whenever I start first started going to shot show in two thousand and five. Is the first time I probably picked some of these up. And they'll have them that look just like this. They're reloaded without any powder, like they'll give you at a trade show. And I've got tons because they. One of the things they'll do is make them in colors. So I have like a couple of each color, and uh, I think they're neat. Like Dead Horse said, I mean, why wouldn't we go to this? Why are we wasting all that money on brass? I mean, I guess it's true for reloaders, and brass will never go away for people that want to reload. But all those people that don't reload, they should be thinking like something like this that. I'm sure we can still reload this. It's just that we're probably going to be, going to be buying new cases, right? Not, you know, all new, you know, all, all new materials instead of reusing the cases. But I'm sure there's going to be guys at home reloading this stuff. Possibly. Um, and I think, if I remember right, you can reload it a couple of times. It will crack eventually, but... Right. Well, like, people reload shotgun shells, right? I mean, that's... Yeah, over and over. There are, I'm sure the pressures are different between 12 gauge and a whatever the like that's a 50 BMG right there. Oh, I I just like to think about how how much lighter is a an ammo can with a thousand rounds of this stuff in it versus all brass like that's going to make a big difference. Yeah, very possibly it probably will. Well, that's a good I can weigh it. I mean, I can definitely weigh it. It'll be I'll, I could have to. I have some that don't have projectiles, and then I'll just take a piece of brass, and then I'll just make whatever adjustments to the primer, pull it or push it or whatever, so that they're the same, and we'll check it out. But I don't. I mean, the thick, the plastic is pretty thick. It's interesting to see. That'd be, that's a nice. That's a good scientific thing. And then, like I said, even if it's just a little bit, like I said, multiply it by a couple thousand. 
you know, if you're talking, especially like if they use this in the military and whatnot, those guys carrying crates of ammo around, like you might be able to get an extra couple thousand rounds with the same in the same backpack. Yeah, and the airplanes that carry around even more, right? Now you can put two more crates or something in there. Right. All right, so thanks, Joe, to see, as always, for posting interesting stuff over there. Surplus Army. Never heard of them. Anybody else? Nope. Looks like it's a holster maker. Yeah. I like that idea. Holster making while you wait. Like, that's that's kind of neat if you're like, hey, make this holster, and then you go wander around for a minute, and you get it back. I mean, it yeah. it's not super form-fitting, but... I did that at sure I did that work. at uh, I did that at Wanamaker this year, and I mean it was twenty minutes or something, and I mean that was wait time included because there was a guy ahead of me, but probably twenty minutes, and I mean it was perfect fit. And that's where they're like heating it up the Kydex right there, doing their put their smush or whatever it's called, and then press, yeah, or whatever, yeah. finalize or find it, but finishing it up and then giving it to. Um. I think this one is missing some sort of a like logo or some some sort of a way to identify which holster it actually is. Right. I noticed that as well. So now we got some kind of crazy car. Man, who is this guy? I fucking love him. He's all about that Adidas life. Ugh, what happened? Am I on Moon's thing? No. Yes, no. Who's this? Who's this last one? And is this Dead Horses? Yeah. Yeah, I just posted that one a little bit ago before, right before the show started. So what, you put up a second one now next to your first one? Yep, I just got it in today. Okay. That one's just for like 9 millimeter, just for pistol cartridges. So that's why you only need to hold it down with a clamp. Like for real bullets, it's got to be bolted down so it can't get away from you because the actual pressure is needed. But this one, like you can just set a book on it or whatever. It's good. It's nice. Pr pretty much, yeah, because 9 million is just nothing. All right. So uh, now we get to vote and exercise the power that you have. So I'm voting for DT uh, Pfeiffer, the mug. That's what I'm voting for. The mug and the Winchester knife. We don't have that many. I'm going to go from about here to here. I don't see any puppies. There's nothing in orange. No pandering. And it's like 90% Joe to see. So, Angelina, I vote. I'm voting for the one with the dude getting all his Adidas jackets out of closet. The naked dude, of course. So, yeah. over. Um, so, or... I'll go with a mug. That's a revolver and a pocket knife there. Second Amendment mug. Yeah, I'll go with That's that. That's what one. I'm saying. Yeah. That's a whole lot of good in that picture. It's on exactly. Some coaster. You see that coaster has something on it. Uh, Dead Horse, you already said the mug? Yep. Gary. Yeah, I like the mug too. Oh, shit. It's getting swept. Smeggy? Not the mug. I'm trying to go back and and figure out... Um. When you look at your list of daily gun show hashtag daily gun shows, it's a different arrangement than we've got here. You're saying? No, I I got it. I got it figured out. It's it, I was in the top post thing is why I was all screwed up. So it's basically good. There's only a couple that are a little off, but uh, you know, I'm gonna go with with Chris with that uh, the gun in the tree being in the same angle and whatnot. The 1911 picture. Yeah, I know. I, I took points off for that, but it's better than 
coffee mug. Although I like the message of the mug, but yeah. I almost go with moons, but there's so much Beretta. So I'm going with these revolvers right here. I thought this was a cool pick. And it was neat to see Ape posting a whole series like this. Where I don't know what he was doing. Did we have yearly cleaning or I don't know, changing something out or whatever, but he must have had them all out for a reason. And then uh, I always like to see a pile of different ones together. There's more pictures in that one pick. If you click on yeah, there you go. Oh, okay, thanks. Yeah, I knew this was a series. And then he used a big ass bullet to put the things up, or I guess a shotgun shell. So that's, uh, you know, more points than somebody just jamming a pen in there or whatever. All right, so we get to pick out his guns. So, Angelina, which one are you taking? Ladies first. Um, I'm taking that one, the bottom right. This one. Nope, the one under it. This one is under that one. All the right, silvery go. one, yeah. With the silvery one, and then ghost, ghost clover. Um, I think I'll get everybody's names right once I remember all you all. You like a good one. Uh, the Ruger on the t the top right there. Oh, this one's a GP something, right? Because that yeah. grip. Yeah. GP one hundred. Dead horse. SP one hundred one. This one. Yep. Oh, Gary. Yeah, I'm going with the SP-101 also. Oh, no, they already, uh, it's already taken. They took all oh. the... We're left with the, the dredges, the, the black guns. Oh, give me the top one, then. This one? I don't, yeah. know what... I don't know what that one is. That's one of the ones... That one and the one on the right are the two I didn't... I can't couldn't figure out what they were. The thing is up front, so is it a Dan Wesson? And that doesn't look like, like something cheap. That looks like it's a decent gun, so I'm guessing... I don't know what all of them are, though. If it's like Rossi does it up front, maybe? Anyway, Smeggy, which one are you taking one of these two? Uh, this yeah. one's on it, and this one ain't got a hammer. So, double action only, but it might be... Uh, actually, it probably is a shrouded hammer, so you can still cock it, probably. That does look like a two-stage trigger, right? So... Which one? Uh, I'll take the, the one on the right. Your grip. Yeah, that's probably a funner gun to shoot. So that means I get this one. So um, we can all, you can email us and then we'll respond with the FFL you can send it to. But can, oh wait, he didn't even win. So that's an actually. Uh, I'd change my vote to, to him. Oh, just because we, we're taking his guns now? But <laughs> it's not so much we're taking them because he's the one who has to deliver them to our FFL. We're a, we're we are accepting them is really the terminology I guess. But thanks, we appreciate that, Abe. Yeah, very nice of you, Abe. This was one of the most profitable hashtag daily gun shows for us that we've had yet. So we should have thought of this a long time ago. We'll probably get a lot fewer people participating. Oh snap! Does that mean all the times that the puppies have won, they have to give us their dog? Because I, I need some, some good puppy petting. Oh, so do you know I got a dog now? I did not know that. That's cool. Yeah, the other day I went over. I noticed it. you renamed the Who Ate My Podcast or whatever. The dog Ate My Podcast. I, I didn't know what that was about. Because on Tuesday, I went over by Russ. He's a person on Gun Channels you don't know because you don't go to Gun Channels anymore. And he uh, he's been around Gun Channels for a few months now, maybe a year. And he chats or whatever. So he grabbed... Uh, 
Mr. Knife sticker. And if you don't know, Mr. Knife stickers are 25 bucks. It's one girl we know in California makes them for us. And then we sell them for $25 on the your websites. And then when somebody does that, we ship 20 bucks over by, via PayPal uh, to Knives. So Russ had done that, and I wanted to give him that sticker. And uh, he wasn't looking, and he has like six dogs in his yard. So I grabbed this one. She's like, uh, like let's let's go look let's go look over to uh, GunTube because I haven't watched this video yet because GunTube is awesome, but it takes forever to render. So we're gonna go over and watch if it's rendered yet. It takes like more than moments to render. So, so did uh, DT uh, Pfeiffer? Did he win the? Yeah. Is there a way to make this even faster? I think there is. Oh, it's, it's on gun tube, so maybe there isn't. Okay, so anyway, that's the dog right there. That's a cool dog. Yeah, if you like dogs that look like a wolf and are white and fuzzy and are basically like squeezing a teddy bear, and then she basically just sits around, doesn't do anything, and then goes outside to do her business and doesn't eat that much. And she's just quiet all the time, except for when you want to play with her and then she plays around. Then you would like this dog. My question is, how hungry is she for snowmen? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question because it'll never come up here. It's like 90 degrees right now in the middle of the night. Well, it's like 10.30. But uh, it'll be a long time before we have to encounter a snowman. She's a husky, though, so I'm assuming she eats snowmen for dinner, right? I, do huskies care about snow? They either eat snow or they probably ignore it. So I guess you got a 50-50. They roll around it and stuff. It, is she just straight husky or mixed with something? Um, she's mixed with... She almost looks German Shepherdy. Well, she's like husky and teddy bear because she's very fuzzy and squeezable like a teddy bear. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. Yeah, she's a girl, so most of underneath of her is giant belly. So that's another advantage if you like rubbing dog belly. Like 90% belly. No other dog business down there. So I've been playing with the uh, cartoon stuff and, you know, made a couple of dog cartoons. Or comics, I guess, whatever you want to call it, drawing. And then uh, mainly playing with this software, which unfortunately is going to die in five days. I've had an arrangement with this for a long time, and unfortunately that's about to end, so I don't know what I'm going to do, but uh, maybe I'll check out the free uh, versions of uh, Adobe. But it's been cool, and it's super fast. I really thought it would take forever to render because the software I used to use took forever, so if anybody wants to do a two-way workshop in the next couple of days while I still have Adobe available, um, we can I can show you Adobe in and out of what I know of it so far. And uh, if we're doing time-lapse stuff, I cannot recommend enough Adobe over, what was I using before? Um, I uninstalled it already. Um, I'll think of it if I'm not trying to think of it. It was a really inexpensive software, and I liked it for years, but uh, for doing time-lapse stuff, it was horrible. Just hours compared to minutes, and I'm not even exaggerating, to render the videos. Uh, anyway, so that's why I named it that, because I went over there on Tuesday, stole that dog, and then came home and played with that dog, and we didn't do the... We basically were in Dead Horses chat, I think, just chatting and whatnot after, so I just didn't do a, a 
podcast on Tuesday and then uh, named the Wednesday podcast. We were in Angelina's podcast or her chat. Oh, yeah. She quirked the show. Instead of starting the show as a co-host, she just like profited on her own. Wow. All right. That happens. Yeah. That's what it's like in a capitalist land. All right. We're done. So tomorrow's Friday and uh, customarily on Fridays over on Gun Channels, we come to expect a daily or I mean an early watch in the morning, uh, followed by the Knives live lobbies, which happen for about 16 hours every day. That's two eight-hour lobbies that uh, he starts up right after the early watcher at 8 a.m. Uh, our time. So what is that, 11 Eastern? And then they just run for 16 hours every single day. So we mentioned the sticker before. Anybody that would like to do that, we're not running low yet, unfortunately. Um, but anybody that would like to help support uh, Knives efforts, the stickers are 25 bucks, and 20 of it like immediately goes over to him on PayPal. Um, but tomorrow is... Friday, which means we got the Right of the People, Budget Guns and Gear, starts off the night at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, do we know if Jelzma's coming back ever? Uh, they were they were going to, in the Gun Gals chat where they were discussing that, they were taking a break. That's all I knew. Right, but then you said there they told us, Tardot was saying how Gun Gals has a channel, so I'm wondering, are they back now? Well, Gun Gals has a channel because we we had had that conversation about getting Gun Gals. At some, we, we were running into some issues at the trade shows and stuff because the brand. They, they were pushing Gun Gals, and then it was under Jelsma's channel, and then it wasn't on its own channel and that whole thing. So, <clears throat> yeah, that was nothing to do with the Jelsma thing. That was to try to brand Gun Gals as Gun Gals. Oh, okay, okay. I thought maybe it's because they're back and they're just working again. So, okay, so we don't know what's happening tomorrow with that show, but uh, you got your show tomorrow. Do you have a, do you, do you, I forget you said what the topic was. Uh, one year on gun channels. So we're going to have some fun, talk about, you know, the last year, give some stuff away, that sort of thing. Then Edge, if he's doing his show, it'll be at 11 p.m. Eastern, and then we do ours at midnight. So uh, Edge is usually running when we start ours, so we'll see everybody tomorrow for our 600th episode. And, uh, you know, it'll just be extravaganza or whatever. Like Smeggy said, we'll probably give away a bunch of puppies and guns. That sounds like fun. Ruby. Typical Friday. So, um, I think with that, anybody else have anything happening before we head out? Want to talk about any projects you got going on over the weekend or in July? I get to go up north. That's pretty fun. Right on. You got your. I'm excited about that. Cool. You got everybody going up with you? I'm going up with my family. Cool. Oh, is this a 4th of July type of thing? No, it's just a weekend thing. So, I don't know. I'll probably do something at home for 4th of July. Uh, Gary, anything coming up? Any shows? Uh, I haven't got anything planned yet. Cool. Well, we'll look for you in others chatting and hanging out. Dead Horse, um, got anything before next Thursday? Yeah, I got a, an, another new press in, and I have another one that's supposed to be coming in tomorrow, so I'm going to be setting up a couple new reloading presses over the weekend and throughout this next week as stuff comes in for him and stuff. So Okay, I... I have a bet for everyone out there who is even slightly familiar with Dead Horse. It's it's a uh, you know over under bet 
is he going to have more or less reloading presses than he has ARs? Because I'm tra- I'm sensing a pattern. Once you start doing something, <laughs> you get one of every type. So well, how are you supposed to know which more one really like. stuff? Yeah, how are, how am I supposed to know which one's the best or which one I like the best, right? Like, <laughs> like yeah, just like listen, just to listen to what I tell you, and you'll be fine. <laughs> but you know, so I'll, I'll be reloading a twelve gauge nine mil. Two, two, three, stuff like that. This next week, we'll probably be in a bunch of different chats doing that lobby chat shows, whatever. But you know, that's right. That's what. I, that's my plans this next week. This reloading, right? Right on. Now you've you mentioned trying to get people together to have like a epic, like, uh, what do you call it, like round table of, or maybe it's called the progressive table of um, reloaders. People that have lots of experience to bring to. Uh, or to create so that people with questions can answer or ask the panel. Um, so I guess yeah, Midnight Range is having one on Sunday. I think I believe it's Sunday, and that's going to be a pretty good chat, a reloading chat. I'm trying to get some of the OGs, uh, like guys that I know are like uh, really, really into reloading. Guys that reload like thousands of rounds a week, stuff like that. And uh, I've reached out to a couple of them, and I've heard back from a couple of them. And right now, we're just trying to figure out a time that all works for all of them, right? And that can kind of be difficult because some of these guys are competition shooters, and and they got real lives and jobs and stuff. So, right, we're trying to work that chat out. But yeah, soon, uh, probably here, probably after the Fourth of July, um, sometime there's going to be a another reloading chat where some of the OG uh, gun channels reloaders come back. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have a, a pretty long reloading chat and uh, talk about all sorts of various calibers, reloading different presses, like the whole gambit, right? So it'll definitely, you know, especially if you're, whether you're into reloading, like, really heavily or whether you don't know anything about it at all, uh, it's going to be something good that you're going to be able to learn from, right? Uh, walk away with some more knowledge. Than, than I don't know. I already got him on the list, but remember Daniel? He was a... Mad two two three reloader. Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, no, I haven't. I don't got him on the list, but no, thank you. Yeah. So, and uh, but yeah, you know, and, and I'm still learning, so I definitely want to pick these guys' brains, right? That know like way, way more than I do, and uh, um, you know, so I've reached out to a couple of YouTube channels too that I really respect. The guys who've been reloading for 50, 60 years, you know. Um, some of these old timers. I've reached out to a couple of those guys. Um, we're gonna have a couple of young guys, uh, like competition shooters, stuff like that. So we're gonna have like a different, a whole little variety of gambit and different calibers, and it'll be a really good diversity, I think. Angelina, anything coming up? Um, nope, not really. Just uh, the usual. Well, the license plates over on Twenty Four Seven Gun Show again. Appreciate that, and uh, hopefully, a bunch of people will go bid those up. And uh, we can definitely use funds. We appreciate it. And I guess with that, it looks like we have some sort of uh, quote war happening in our internal chat here. How are we going to de- decide this? Let Gary do it. Oh, well, that was easy. It was. We, we well, oh, man, I wanted to see a fight. <laughs> I'm going to think to you about there again. Uh, just think about, you know, maybe uh, going over to your Facebook if you use that loaded old-fashioned system 
or uh, I guess uh, Instagram is not so much friendly to that, but schedule some posts. I, whenever I think of something uh, that I want to help somebody out, maybe uh, you know, send a couple extra links out there or something, I'll go to Facebook and I'll schedule a post and then I'll schedule a second post for like a month later, and then a third post for a month after that. And then I forget about it and go about my life. So uh, when, we, when you hear something that's worth sharing, like the, the Patreon for GunTube.org, uh, then uh, consider doing something on a platform that lets you schedule um, and, uh, and use that tool because it'll let you, you know, help them out in the future, which is kind of neat. Okay, sorry I interrupted. So Gary, I'll do the quote, and we'll see you all tomorrow. Okay, today's quote is from Rudyard Kipling. A man can never have too much red wine, too many books, or too much ammunition. The guys and gals of GunWebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thanks for watching GunWebsites.com. The guys and gals of GunWebsites.com.